live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. That's right. It's round four of Go Greyhounds. Again, we're back with another exciting week uh, ahead and what's just gone. James, this weekend for the WA Derby is set to be an absolute belter. Glenn Rounds, who we spoke to last week in Sentover Aeroplane Eric, has extended his stay, which is some fabulous news um, for him and for us as well. Buster the Brute, another opportunity for our man Callum to try and keep his lid on this weekend with some very exciting racing. And, of course, the main attraction for everyone, I think, Tommy Shelby, looking to prove himself this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Lex. Hello, listeners. Uh, as you mentioned, this Group 2 WA Derby, an absolute ripper. Some of the dogs you mentioned uh, right there, just a quality field across the board. This one, uh, you mentioned Bust the Brute. We can't have a feature final without this greyhound being involved. Uh, Aeroplane Eric, you, uh, another dog uh, there. Uh, ran second in its heat, but I expected to be better uh, for that run. Got beaten by Red Cat Manelli. That was a, a good run by that greyhound. Tommy Shelby, of course. We've been very excited to see this greyhound come back and performing at his best. We'll be speaking to trainer Steve Withers very shortly. Uh, and, of course, Catch the Thief, which is probably uh, the favourite for this one. It, uh, trainer Matthew Clark brought this dog over uh, and gave it a good run into this series. It was a very impressive heat win. And let's not forget, out of box one, uh, Fernando Starr, the Man to Derby winner. Of course, trainer Chris House. I was reminded earlier today when I spoke to, to Kennel Hand Luke Townsend, he has won the past two WA Derbies, Western Augie Premium Share, looking to do the three-peat. Would you say this is one of the greatest lineups you've ever seen? Of a WA Derby? Absolutely. The, the, the talent across the board here is absolutely superb. So we've been building up to this with the, the Mandra series and, and now we've had the heats and we've got all the dogs we wanted in the final. So it's going to be a very exciting race on Saturday night. Should mention as well, also got the heats of the WA Oaks as well. So the, the racing on Saturday night at Kangton is going to be absolutely superb. So really looking forward to it. Uh, trying to just contain my excitement, Lex. <laughs> you just can't be con controlled, can you, James? And I think you might not be the only one who's uh, a bit excited for the racing coming up this weekend. As you as you mentioned before, we are going to be speaking to Tommy Shelby's uh, trainer, Steve Withers, who I'm sure is very excited to see what that dog can do. Indeed. Uh, before we spe speak to Steve, let's have a quick listen back to hear Tommy's win in his heat last week. Look at Tommy Shelby go down the back. Race clear out by 10 lengths in second. Fernando Star all zipped up. Then followed by Jetta one behind them. Withers Manelli as they swing onto the corner. Tommy Shelby's nicely clear. He's going to race into the Derby final for Steve Withers. And Tommy Shelby wins by four. Fernando Star 13 all zipped up. Then followed by Zach Manelli. There we go. Tommy Shelby doing his uh, best work at Kangton last week. And uh, Lex, we're looking forward to speaking to Steve uh, on the show. Exactly. It's it's very exciting to see what some people are calling the most exciting greyhound in WA do his thing this weekend. He's, I feel like he's got a lot to prove, but I guess we can ask Steve Withers who joins us. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. How are you? Well, thank you. Steve, Tommy's just come back to racing. When he came for his first race back, did you feel a lot of pressure? Uh, yeah, I always feel pressure um, and nervous for him because... Look, we, he, he's a star in our eyes at home. Um, so we don't want to let him down and, and we don't want anything to go wrong with him as well. But, yeah, first up it was, yeah, we, we, we were nervous. So far so good. Obviously you got through that first run and then 
last weekend in the heat. That would have been uh, very exciting to see the way he, he performed in, during that race. Yeah, look, it's very exciting afterwards. But again, like we've kind of been racing the clock and, and just getting over the hurdles in time to make it ready for this series. So, And then looked at the, the quality of the heat that we were in with his brother Withers, Manelli in box two and Fernando Starr. And um, the heats were thick with quality. So again, like it, you felt like you got the nerves out the way with the first up run and then second up, they were all there again. And unfortunately, it looks like... <laughs> we're going to face them again this week again. It doesn't get any easier, does it? That's for sure. But look, in terms of the the development of this greyhound, you you really can't have asked for for much more. Obviously, you would have liked to have him race a bit more. Has had the odd injury concern, but in terms of when he's been out there, he, he's won and done the best he, ha- he he can for you. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, look, he does things that I just don't think he can do. And he just steps up. It's all him. It's him making me look like I've got some idea what I'm doing. But it's him that's taking charge of the reins and getting it done. Before he hurt himself going at the Puppy Classic and needed a couple of months off there, each week he was getting quicker and quicker and his run-home sectionals were getting quicker and stronger. And then we had that eight weeks off and, um, yeah, we, we were set back through the Perth Cup. And he's probably at maturity now. I guess he's two and a quarter. So, yeah, it's exciting to see if, if we can get a clean run with him and he, he stays sound and he, he keeps loving what he's doing, where he could take us. Steve, on Twitter the other day, you mentioned uh, no luck for, for you guys with the box you drew, but uh, it's, it's proven that Tommy can do some phenomenal things. Are you, are you a bit nervous about that box or is that just a, a, a one-off? Uh, well, it's, it's not as much as the box. It's more about how the field, how the cards fell with the full field. And it looks like if everybody, there's so much speed and talent on the inside of us there that, to my eye, just looking at the form, potentially we could get stuck three wide trying to get into the race at the first corner, and, and that's probably where our luck dropped out of us. Box six, box seven, box eight, it's not really that much of a worry. He's won from them all, but it's more important about who's drawing where around him, I suppose, as to what opportunity he gets. And Tommy has a lot of first-time owners around him. It must be a wonderful intro for those, for those owners um, to be around Tommy. Yeah, look, Jodie's, uh, it's her first dog. Her husband's had a few, but this was the first one that um, she's actually taken a share in. And, yeah, I mean, how lucky can you be? It's um, it's given the group a really big buzz, and uh, we're under no illusion. Like, we know it's not going to last forever. It's, just, it's, just, it's not going to happen with every dog, and we don't expect him to win, but we just appreciate having the opportunities. And, and when he does light up, we, we really enjoy it and, and stay proud of him, yeah. Now, you have told them that not every dog is like this. Like, if they get into another dog, they may not have this instant success that they've had with Tommy, right? <laughs> I think they've tried to blackball all the Peaky Blinders names at Greyhounds Australasia, but I don't know whether it's the name of the dog or the dog that makes the name. I'm not sure. Uh, a bit of both, I think. The name certainly adds to the uh, the cult status of this Greyhound. Look, just having a look at, at this, a bit of a closer look at this field here, you mentioned star-studded, a uh, lot of quality involved there. These are the sort of races that your dog has to win, isn't it, to kind of take to that next level? Yeah, well, it, I think if you look at the whole field, every one of them possesses a, a knockout blow, sort of. If, if it gets it right on its night, they're all capable of hitting the marks that could win this race, so... It's not a case of hoping that others can make mistakes. You've just got to hope that you get it right. And, yeah, that's... I mean, it's a group two. It's a really strong group two, and that's what it should be like if you're going to um, if you're going to measure up. If we ever thought that we were going to be competitive and hop on a plane and try and race on the East Coast, this is the sort of race he really needs to stand up strong in and show that he's capable. 
Yeah, I guess win, lose or draw uh, beyond the result of this race. Plans afoot to travel over east. Obviously a little bit harder uh, during these times, but uh, you'd still be looking at that. Yeah, the current restrictions make it difficult. It is really nice being a backyard hero. Um, that's great, but <laughs> we're happy to stay there as well. He's WA bred. There's great bonuses. But, of course, it, we don't want to hold him back. And if he's capable of um, mixing it up at the, at the tougher grade, and obviously he's not going to keep a record like he's currently got racing the elite echelon over on the east. But if he's capable of mixing it up and holding his own, then, yeah, we'd like to travel and give him an opportunity at stages. Is that what you hope for the future of Tommy? Uh, of course, yeah. Who, who wouldn't like to have a dog that they could jump on a plane and, and travel with and still come home and he's still your mate? Yeah, it'd be awesome. All right, uh, Steve, certainly very exciting times ahead for, for this dog and hopefully it can keep going for you. What about the rest of the team there, mate, to who we should be looking out for and uh, what have you else have you got coming up on the weekend? Uh, I've got a fair few in on Saturday night, but... I'm not sure we're going to have the most of success. Maybe who's got Byron each way, potentially. He likes to use a bit of the track, but he's got box one. If he could, if he could get clear running and he could uh, potentially pop up into the, into the money. Um, Kenya go wild. The dog, again, may not win on Saturday night, but he should be up on the podium and, and win one soon. And uh, I think Tommy Shelby's brothers will be racing in the next couple of weeks. Um, a group of local guys, pretty popular guys are in him and, he goes pretty good as well. He's coming off a break, and you probably see the best of him when he comes back this prep. This is the David Short jumbo jet? Yeah, yeah, David Short's aboard the jumbo jet, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we are looking forward to seeing that one going around as well and, uh, you know, hitting its potential. He's got. He's definitely got something to offer. Uh, he didn't get a lot of luck in the early stages of his um, early career, and... A couple of the other dogs out of this litter also took a dozen or so runs to sort of find their range and, and they went forward and this guy's shown us enough on the way back now from a break that, yeah, he, he can definitely motor and if, he, if we get a bit of luck in a few boxes and uh, he might show up strong on the track. All right, good stuff. One to look forward to. Certainly uh, we're looking forward to Saturday night uh, with the Britain's formal wear Group 2 a WA Derby. Mate, best of luck uh, in that race. Really appreciate the call, guys. Steve with us there, trainer of Tommy Shelby. I feel like the poor dog has a lot to prove this weekend. Oh, a lot to live up to, but certainly uh, certainly more than capable. Absolutely, but along with the rest of the dogs as well. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Week four of Go Greyhounds. We just chatted to uh, Steve Withers, Tommy Shelby's trainer, who we're very, very excited about. And I say excited because we're actually going for the world record of how many times you can say excited in one show. And I think we're doing pretty well. What we do you are, reckon, James? We are doing quite well. <laughs> and But it is exciting because we are heading into a great weekend of racing. Uh, but we better get Guinness on the line. We'll get in that record book of theirs. And joining us now, Kathy Scott, who's been in the game for a very long time. Joined the game as a, a young eight-year-old girl and um, is still in the sport. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. That's right. Hello. How are you? Well, thank you. L tell us a bit about how you got into the sport. Um, I just, as a, um, a young girl, um, my dad started off in greyhounds and um, just been around them ever since. So he just, someone was giving one away. He had his work, so um, he decided he would take it. Um, and start training it. And then he was training, um, you know, all those years until an age that he couldn't train anymore. And sort of my brother 
Um, one of my brothers and myself sort of jumped on board on the greyhound bandwagon and never looked back, especially me. I've not been really without a greyhound in that entire time, maybe one or two years just in, yeah, without yeah. one, but mostly every every year since then I've pretty much had greyhounds. It's an amazing uh, line yeah. or continuation with the sport you've had there. You were there opening night, uh, uh, yes, December little, 1974, right? Describe the scene That's there. That's correct. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was packed. And, I was, and you didn't know sort of what impact that was going to have back in those days. Um, but, yeah, my dad had a, a dog called Trapper's Gem Racing. It, it, it didn't win, but um, um happy to say that we were there on, you know, opening night. And I've been there opening night Mandra and then opening Northern. So I've sort of seen all, all three tracks to fruition. So Wow, that's it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Uh, good memories, I'm sure. Tell us about yes, the, yep. the continued involvement, yourself and your husband, Tony, uh, training the, the, the team now as well. Uh, what about some of the best dogs you've had over that period? Um, so with my current... So I was uh, in a prior marriage before, so we'd won lots of the, the big major races with my husband, Kevin Bromley. Um, we won derbies and um, galaxies and things like that. They weren't worth as much money... Um, way back then, um, but I've moved on um, to a new relationship. I've been in that with Tony. We've been doing dogs together for 20 years. Um, so our, our probably our favourite one is the one we've got now, um, All the Rave, who's in his twilight years, uh, but he's won a couple of finals for us and he uh, won a Northern Cup and he comes second in last year's Northern Cup. Um, he's just been a bit of a special dog for us, but we've had plenty of um, good, honest dogs over the years, but no standout, no Tommy Shelby's, but yeah, plenty of honest ones that have um, certainly um, afforded me some holidays and a, a nice lifestyle. Yeah, very good. You've always had at least one or two good dogs, I, I seem to recall, over the years. You mentioned All yeah. the ra- all the Rave there. He does go yeah. around on, on Friday night in a, a 405 free-to-all. Um, as you mentioned, coming towards the end of his career, how, how much longer does he have, do you think? Um, well, we've tried to get him into... Um, We've got those um, aged races for dogs. There's just not been enough nominations for him, so we've been just putting him in um, normal free-to-alls. Um, and he's been, in his last two starts, he's actually been competitive. He's jumping out of his skin. He had a little bit of a break, and he's back jumping out of his skin. We would have steered him towards Northern for the end of his career um, if Northern was up and going, but um, it, it's not. So we're just spacing his runs out, um, you know, over 400, and we'll step him up to the 490 soon at Mandra, but yeah, he, we're just, just just pacing him out and what he does, he does. He, he'll drop a grade if he doesn't um, run a place tomorrow night um, and then he'll be back down in a, a competitive grade. Um, the, you know, free to are pretty hard these days to win. There's a lot of good dogs out there. A lot of younger dogs than him. Uh, Kathy, you're training for Spolly's Syndicates over here in WA. How did that partnership yes. form? Um, they just um, they had a phone. We had a phone call from them. They had tried to get a, uh, a footprint into WA. Um, they had tried a couple of trainers, and for whatever reason, um, they declined. I'm not sure of the reasons. Uh, and then they got put through to Tony. Um, and because we lived in Victoria, and Tony sort of looked at the form of some of them and thought, um, you know, they could um, win some races over here. And then we've sort of yeah just developed a, re- a relationship with um, with Jess and Steve, and they've been. Um, supplying us with some dogs. So there's no out-and-out champions there, but certainly um, winning some low-grade races and some provincial dogs in there. So keep ticking them over. So with people coming into the sport, a sort of entry-level ownership, how do you keep this the fun alive and what advice would you give to someone who is trying to get into the sport? Yeah, it, is, it has actually been a little bit difficult um, just with COVID-19. It's been difficult for everyone everywhere because you can't get photos. There's been no photographers on course 
um, and WA uh, prior to um, daylight saving. The races are on, like you're expecting people to wait up to midnight and things like that. Um, but a syndicate is a very small outlay um, for a share and a dog. And there's lots of great syndicates out there. And it's just entry level. Um, you have a share, have a bit of fun. If you're um, lucky, you get some wins out of it. Um, but sometimes it's just going down to the court race course, going down to the pub, watching on the tab, you know, whatever. whatever. But it's um, it's a good way to get into the sport. And then sometimes those people just join other syndicates or they branch out on their own and get a dog on their own. Um, sometimes down the track they end up training their own. You mentioned... And most of the dogs, yeah, go as pets afterwards to the owners of, of, of the syndicates. Well, on the back of owners, how have you found you've interacted with the owners during this time? Generally speaking with the syndicates, they um, do all the liaising, like they via email or whatever Facebook pages or websites they have. But um, more so due to COVID-19, um, the, some of the owners have reached out a little to us, just um, just a bit of, just to get some photos and to see what's going on behind the scenes, uh, because there's not as much publicity out there for the greyhounds at the moment. You know, there's not the Facebook pages from um, Rewa with all the photos and things. So we've just given them, sending them little photos. Um, of them at home or in the bath or, you know, in their bed or whatever it is, that, you know, at the racetrack we've taken little photos of them in the emptying yards and just a bit of a day-to-day life of what their dog does, which they probably normally might not know. So they've enjoyed that. But generally they would get all their information from their syndicate manager. Yeah, no doubt. Owners are very keen yeah. to see how their, their dogs yeah. are going. The Spolly's yeah. model seems to work quite well, uh, certainly for that, that, that kind of that more uh, entry-level, cheaper entry into the sport and yes. for, for a lot yeah. of first-time yeah. owners, I'm guessing. Yes, so um, all the ones that I've liaised with, and I certainly met a couple when I went over um, for the Australian Cup Carnival, just had a chat to them and got to meet them. Yeah, sometimes it's their first dog, but now they've branched out into other syndicates, whether it's with Spolly's or it's with... Um, other syndicates or other groups of friends and things. So definitely um, it's that lower grade, as I said, provincial class. Um, they're not going to win, you know, a million dollars, but it's certainly a lot of fun to watch them and a lot of interest for them. Speaking of uh, some of these uh, Spolly's dogs you've got at the moment, Spolly's Mook won the maiden recently. But what about Spolly's Angel? This dog must be pretty frustrating for you. It keeps running yeah. second. Is this dog going to going to win its maiden eventually? Uh, she has. She had a chance to run second um, in, uh, to win, sorry, last week in the final, but she was badly checked on the home straight. Some dogs just really like to run second, uh, and they're not sure what to do when they get in the lead. They just content running second. They just exist. <laughs> and they can win a lot of money just running second. But, yes, yeah, very frustrating. Oh, well, certainly picking up a paycheck every week, but, uh, yeah, you, yes, you like yeah. to be getting the first prize, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, last week was the first time she actually had led, um, but then she just got checked at a crucial time and cost her all the chances. But, yeah, um, we weren't sure how she would ever go if she did lead clearly, if she would just bolt away and win or if she would um, just, you know, wait till another dog comes and just run second to it. We're really not sure. All right. Well, fingers crossed we can finally get that first win there. Kathy, thanks yes. uh, for joining us uh, and all the best. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Good stuff, or, Kathy Scott there. Who have we got next? Who have we got? Lex, a, you're excited. You know, I know why you're excited because you follow this excited. guy. <laughs> I'm Callum's number one number one fan and Callum Robson joins us now. Callum, tell me you've got something good for this weekend. Yeah, um, hopefully we can have a few winners again. Um, last week was a bit better, so yeah, hopefully we can continue on in that vein. All right. Well, first up, mate, uh, you've got uh, Bust the Brute in yet another feature final, box two in the, in the Derby final there. 
uh, does give you a bit of a chance, doesn't it, uh, from that inside draw? Yeah, a very small chance. Obviously, I think probably the best field we're ever going to see in WA this year. Um, there's some quality dogs, some good dogs from over east, and some of our best dogs in WA. So he's going to need a lot of luck, but obviously you have to be there to win it. So that's us. Well, don't sell Buster too short. Where's your tips lying this weekend, Callum? Um, Thursday night, we'll kick off with race four, number three, Riverside Dream. We tipped this one last week. It was a little slow from box eight, which cost it the race. Um, it was a good run in behind them. I think can jump better from box three and be in there. I think it's around the $10 mark. Uh, race nine, number one, we have a two-dog play. Uh, Sunset Fiasco's around the $5 mark, gets box one, will stay defence. Has been racing really well the last couple of weeks. And uh, the Enigma, number five, Dan Lop Titan, who uh, decides when it wants to jump. But if it jumps, it can run good time. And you're getting around the $13 to find out. So happy to play those two. All right, now, let's, m- Friday, let's, yep, let's move into Friday. Uh, Friday we have, starting off race seven, number seven, Royce Manelli. Uh, forgive last week, this dog suited out wide, will stay wide and run home very strong. Um, I think you would get a decent price. Race eight, number five, gun. This gun was uh, very. This dog was very good last week. Um, was back to its best. I think can only improve. Uh, looks a good thing. Race nine, uh, number five, nothing ventured. Hopefully get a bit of value. I like the four ninety back to four hundred five. Uh, and Callum, just just fine. as per usual, we're short on time. Got rolling to Saturday for me. Yeah, uh, in the derby, I'll be going catch the beef number three. And I'll be going um, Aeroplane Eric from Box 7. I think play those two and I don't think you'll be losing. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Callum. Looking forward to seeing your tips uh, go ahead over the next couple of days. Uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for, Lex. As per usual, we're cutting it short, <laughs> but a massive weekend ahead and we're excited to hear from Callum again next week and who will be joining us in the studio. All right. So-